This week's episode of User Words Podcast, recorded on 10-15-2022, we're going to talk about something that may trigger a few people, may trigger Aaron, I don't know. We're not going to talk about spiders or Halloween, so he's at least happy about that. And we're not going to talk about Australia spider season, where mm-hmm. everything looks like it's covered in snow, but it's really spider webs. Instead, what we're going to talk about in the more serious topic of thing is the church hurt, healing from that, and how sometimes that perceived hurt really may not always be hurt. I'll explain more. Look what money has done to you. Look what money has done to us. I'm dead because of you. No, you're alive. Yeah. You're just a torso and head. <laughs> you're alive. I'm still dead because of you. What do I do <laughs> with a torso and a head? You go boing, 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 <laughs> yeah, just, boing, boing. Now one of my uh, Larry the Cucumber from uh, VeggieTales? Yeah. Yes, pretty much. I don't even know if you could say you're Larry the Cucumber anymore because mm-hmm. Phil Visser, the creator of VeggieTales, is, always seems to be recently in like weird controversies of Ooh. things. And that. Like now he's being accused of being uh, pro-choice and all that. And so people are starting to get oh, up in arms about no. that and everything. And I haven't looked into Phil and his things and all that stuff. So whatever. I, I don't care right now, to be honest. <laughs> what? I How did, could you not care? Because in grand scheme of things, one person's opinion, even if he's the creator of VeggieTales, doesn't matter enough to where my life is going to be good or bad because of it. This is VeggieTales we're talking about. Yeah. This is a big deal. It's VeggieTales. So what? <laughs> More like a big deal. Really? <laughs> Oh, Mr. Johnson. I'm sorry. Anyways. Yeah. (laughs) This is uh, episode whatever for the month, uh, just depending on how things get released. Whatever. (laughs) But it's the next one in the series about, you know, education, understanding why it's important sort of deal. The last one we talked about dealt with Halloween and why... Halloween in and of itself is, it's it's a holiday. You can celebrate it where you want to or not, regardless of the fact. But it's important to understand where things come from, not because the fact that you're celebrating it, but it helps you to be able to differentiate and then say to someone who says that you're celebrating, like, they're going, oh, you're celebrating ancient pagan holiday by celebrating Halloween or whatever. You can go, no, here's why. And be able to properly speak to those opinions and in those views and be able to bring data with that as well. That being said, this one topic is not close to Halloween at all. Unfortunately, mm. <laughs> Aaron, why are you going? Mm. I mean, I like Halloween a little bit. I know you said you want to go dress up as someone for mm. Halloween. That's fine and dandy. You'd be whatever you want to be. Oh, I will be whatever I want to be. Are you going to be a Viking with braids? If I could, yeah. Okay. But I can't. <laughs> I ain't got the hair for that. You got to grow that hair out. No, that's too much work. Oh. Even though it's not work, but it is work, but it's not work. It's, maintain- it work. it's maintaining the hair as it yeah. grows out. Or I could just let it go and not maintain it. 
That'd be disgusting. Yes, it would. <laughs> Regardless, <clears throat> we're not talking about any of that today. No. Uh, a topic, I don't know, it, this one's kind of been ruminating in the back of my head. Um, you know what ruminating means, right? Okay, I can physically see that. No. Congratulations. <laughs> Anyone who's listening has it's, no idea what you're You're letting it marinate for a little bit. It's sitting back there, you're thinking upon it. All that stuff. Yes, as Letterkenny says, let, let that let marinate. Marinate on that one for a bit. <laughs> let that one marinate for a bit. <laughs> That's a good way of putting it, but it's like a cow where it chews on it, mm-hmm. d- digests it, throws Spits it back up, back up, chews on it more, does the same thing <clears throat> over and over again. We're not cows, so we don't do that with our food. At least we shouldn't be doing that with our food. Yeah, with thoughts in that, yes. But with food, no. None of it. <laughs> well, no, with thought, no, you, should, thought. you should be chewing it, digesting it, chewing it, digesting it, just doing that whole little process. And I've been ruminating on this one. And the, the what it what it, it really comes down to is this. And I'm going to preface it with this statement. What I'm saying here is not true of every church and every situation but it unfortunately is more true than I would like to see it be, if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. Okay. And the church, when I say the church, the big C church, is supposed to be this organization, this religion, this group that comes together. It's supposed to be uplifting the name of Christ, spreading the name of Christ, supposed to be helping people heal them, bring us together and then unfortunately a lot of times unfortunately it's causing a lot of hurt for people whether it's intentional unintentional or falsely perceived hurt Mm -hmm. so what do i mean by those three what i mean is this intentional hurt like in the let's be you know, completely frank and honest here in the American church, especially has been guilty of this over who knows, you know, since, since America's founded, really, if, mm-hmm. if, if we're being honest, where someone of a certain, let's say class, I'm, I'm, when I say class, I don't mean like economic class. What I mean by class is whether they're uh, a different amount of melanin in their skin, whether they uh, are, different in their sexual orientation or lifestyle, whether they're drug user or whatnot, you know, up until I would say probably pretty recently, the church has kind of wanted people coming into the church to be kind of squeaky clean. If, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Do you agree with that statement? Not to disagree. Mm, I mean, kind of, yeah. Kind of. Yeah. Guess so, yeah, it depends on, where you go, like you said, because this isn't like every church, right? I, I'm saying, as a whole, though, I was like, Yeah, I, yeah, yeah as, as a whole, the church has been kind of known for that. Like, mm-hmm. you come in your Sunday best, you come, you know, all clean, you come without issues, which is the worst thing to, which, to say to someone because <laughs> that's actually the place you should be going with your issues, right? And nobody doesn't have issues to some degree, <laughs> right. And you and people come in, and you know, up until pretty recently, you heard this, and, and I'll, I'll give my thoughts on this in a little bit here. But like, let's say someone 
came in, right? And they were a, a, a drug addict or maybe they were a user of pornography or maybe, you know, they're gay, they were transsexual, whatever. Whatever it is, right? Mm-hmm. Transgender. I said transsexual. Transgender. It's probably another thing anyway. So, You know, you come in and you, you've all, at least I know, I've heard this examples from people personally. I don't know if you have or not. Or like they'll visit a church and they'll get, you know, they're, they're trying it out. They're trying out this mm-hmm. church thing. They're trying out this Jesus thing. And that's, that's kind of like how they put it. They're trying out this Jesus yeah. thing. They're and checking they, it out. They're checking it out, you know, for whatever reason they're curious. And they'll go to the church. And unfortunately, it happens to be the church of the, the week that the pastor goes and is like berating people that, you know, live a certain lifestyle that's different from, you know, the quote-unquote good Christian lifestyle. <laughs> I don't know if you've ever had friends that that's happened to them with. You're a little bit younger, so I would expect that might not have happened so much for you. No, was, <laughs> there was one. Granted, this person has gone to church, I mean, throughout their life anyway, but they don't really go anymore. So, like, the couple times that they do go every now and then, it's mainly on um, it's I think it's more of like a whole like Christer thing, Christmas Easter, yeah. or like if a family member or if they hey, do you want to come with me this week? And like, sure. Especially if they don't have anything else going on. I'm just saying they went to church and it happened to be in one of the the message was about giving. And he's just like, I find it funny how I go to the church on a day where they talk about giving. We could that they're asking the congregation start giving more money to the church or whatever during a certain time because maybe they have less funds or what I don't know. So they just it was just kind of like, of course they're asking for money. And I was just like, yeah, unfortunate, I guess. But I, and, and there's a there's a bounce there where it's you know maybe there's a Sunday where it's about giving and yeah if you're a visitor there it's like well this is weird and uncomfortable yeah right <laughs> they just want my money to you know it. there's a difference there and yeah. I think a church having that conversation once in a while is fine it's when mm-hmm. it's the pastor that does the this is the fifth time the plate's coming around this service and God is telling you to give double just what give you a gave last little time a little bit more. You know, that, that's when it starts becoming abusive. Yeah, that's, uh, that's, that's not yeah. okay. But yeah, the, the, I, I can I can see that visiting a church for, you know, for whatever reason, then it's, you know, it's talking give, about money. It's giving like, service Sunday and you're like, oh, well, this is awkward and weird. And, yeah. Yeah. So that's definitely not yeah. anywhere near like as bad as maybe someone who, you know, you know change, change your, change your buddy's around a little bit and be like maybe they're an alcoholic oh right and they go in and you know the pastor is going on about like how all all alcoholics are you know evil how all alcoholics are the problem in the world da 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 jeez because and you 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 find that weird right but that's i'm sure that's plenty of it out there but guess what they're not saying that about the alcoholics they're saying about people like who maybe live a different lifestyle, like they're gay. Or oh, whatever. right. No, and, it's and, they're, not. And, and they're like, oh, you can't have this because they're going to ruin your children or do that. I'm like, you, you realize you're demonizing people who are having a problem, mm-hmm. whether they realize it or not. And I, whether and who I, realizes th- th- that person. So, what, oh, what okay. I mean by that is where they realize they're living in sin or not. Because yeah. if they're not a Christian, they're not going to equate their lifestyle, whatever it may be, with sin. 
yeah. because they're not used to what the Bible says. They're not mm-hmm. used to what is going on in the Bible. They're they're not that doesn't necessarily apply to them either because guess what? They're outside of that faith. They're outside the faith. <laughs> they're not under anything that well, they're under everything that says in, is insofar as they are still accountable to God, but they don't understand why. Mm. You know. And that, you know, I, I come back to that. That's, that's like the, those indirect things, right? Where we directly could be hurtful. Or, and I've seen this as well, maybe like a, I'm, I'm anonymizing it enough, so I'm changing some facts about it just so it, it, it doesn't oh, yeah, tie back yeah, yeah. to a particular event, right? Where someone, like maybe in their early 20s, like they're real young, whatever, right? will you know become an unwed father you know they're they're a father outside of outside of marriage and everything right Mm -hmm. and i've seen it where and i've seen it both directions where some people in the church will be like hey look you know i I don't believe in this and and, you know and the person in question didn't claim to be a christian okay oh the the person then became a father yeah oh okay okay and they're like look by my, you know, from my religious perspective, I don't believe in this, you know, but go, they go, but you're sticking around. You want to help raise a child and do that. That's, that's great. I'm glad you're not going for an abortion and that. And then how can I help you? You know, it, it wasn't condemning the person. It wasn't, you know, beating them over the stick. You know, they're already, their life has already changed because they're going to be a father. <laughs> In some hey, sort. Isn't, is this like a planned thing or not planned? An unplanned thing. Okay. You know, just, they're going to be around, they're going to continue to grow, and they're going to continue to help, you know, with their child. They're, they're going to try to be a part of the life. Mm-hmm. And to this guy's credit, uh, he has. Through the nice. years. Okay. Um, difficulties, for sure, but, you know, that happens. And then there were also some people in the church who then said, I can't believe that you went and had sex and you're not even married. What again, the guy's not even, the guy's not even from the church. Right. And they basically shunned him and, you know, stopped talking to the the guy. It's like, these were people that were supposedly his friend, you know, in the love of Christ, they turned their back on him. That that's not love. No, no, that's, that's pretty messed up. Not pretty. It is messed up. Yeah, it is. That's very well. And also, especially if he's like going to the church, like he's he, he's he, showing interest in that, and then you turn away from him. It's like how how dumb do you have to be, or well, hypocritical do you have to be? Well, we as Christians can be very hypocritical at times. I mean, well, always are. Maybe. Yep. Well, not maybe not always. A lot of the time, yes, yep. can be. So you know, that's how we do some of that direct hurt. You know, mm-hmm. in there. Because that, that hurts when you lose a friendship over things. Mm-hmm. Why, why are you squinting and saying, mm-hmm. <laughs> Yeah, that does suck. <laughs> yeah, it does. You know, so, you know, those are some of those direct things. The indirect things may be where it's things where you don't maybe even realize that you're causing that hurt. Where, you know, let's say someone's visiting, you're visiting somewhere. And... There, you know, the the pastor doesn't say anything. You know, it's a good sermon, whatever, whatever the topic of the sermon that is. I don't know. Noah and the flood, let's say. Woo! All right, nice. let's talk about Noah and the flood. Right, 
and they're visiting and maybe they're going through some rough times, you know, drug addiction and all that. And, you know, they're, you're just in the foyer and they overhear people talking about maybe something in the news about how they can't believe that there's drug addicts and all that. You know, that happens. Those conversations do happen. And and that's why I said it's an indirect. It's not, they're not trying to be mean, but it's sometimes where we don't realize, hey, these conversations out in public can sometimes cause people some indirect hurt. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. I'm I'm less I'm less worried about those. Yeah. And I'm less and I'm even less worried about the other ones where, and this is when you know like, say the uh, unabashedly gay person walks into a church and the church goes, "Love your neighbor, love the person even if you don't agree with them," and and you know they they have that, but then they all say we don't affirm, you know, same sex marriage or anything like that. And then they they go what that, that? and they get upset about that <laughs> yeah okay so that's that's my like that's like that third level where I'm like yeah I, not so much concerned about that I'm concerned about the word the direct harm the direct mm-hmm. uh, injury I guess you could say of people in in the church and that and I gave some very basic examples there's other examples too that have unfortunately occurred through the years. Uh, thankfully, thankfully not at this church where I'm at currently, uh, but of other churches that, you know, you hear of, you hear of the, the, you know, like the secretary that was assaulted by like one of the pastors and then Mm. they covered it up and then just paid her to go away, essentially had her fill out an NDA and said, go away. You know, we have, I'm going to include this for now even though I normally don't lump the Roman Catholics in with the Christian faith. We agree on some stuff, but a lot of stuff, not so much. Mm-hmm. Um, but the whole priest scandal, sexual assault thing, that was a few years ago. Do you remember that? Ooh. Where the Catholic priest used to, um, I'm trying to say words that will not get flagged on YouTube. <laughs> um Diddle little boys. Yeah. That, that, I think that won't get me uh, targeted by YouTube's word searches. Yeah, who knows? Um, but, but So there was that mm, as well that was going on. Do you, do you remember that? I know that might have been a little bit young for you. I probably was too young, but I've, I guess there's always been the jokes like that made about, about priests and stuff like that. Um, <laughs> is I've heard my a fair share amount of jokes of that kind of nature about priests and the little boys. It was just like, yep. that's great. <laughs> and yeah, unfortunately, that was a very dark, dark time for the Catholic Church, and they still feel the impact to that to this day now. Oh, and yeah. now the Boy Scouts are going through that whole ordeal now too. And oh yeah, didn't you hear about that? No. Oh yeah, it was. Uh, so people are coming forward now that they're adults, and we're saying that when they were kids, and the Boy Scouts, they were getting messed they, with. They, the scout leader would take them on yeah. camping trips. Yeah, yeah. Oh my gosh, <sighs> that's gross. So there, there's that's upsetting. There's that going on with the Boy Scouts now too. Jeez. I think there's a documentary out about that. And essentially, like one of the taglines was like, you know, you sent your 
kids to the Cub Scouts to grow up to be men, and you thought it was a safe space. And in reality, they were being, not all cases, but in some cases, exploited and used Mm -hmm. and um, abused. Oh, that's sad. Mm. Yeah. (laughs) So, yeah, institution after institution, unfortunately, comes out with that. And it's one of those things of where, like in the Catholic Church thing, where when it was found out that a priest was doing something, Mm -hmm. they were silently shuffled around to a different place. a different area instead of the police being called on them. So a different area in the church or a different church, like a different area in the, like in the world. Oh, like they would move them from Milwaukee to Ohio. Oh, it's great. So then they just go mess with other ones. Right. Exactly. And that was part of the Catholic church thing is they were, they were kept doing this instead of calling the police on them. They would just, Nope, we're just going to, Shuffle them around, shuffle them around, shuffle them around, shuffle them around. Mm. Yeah, so. Mm. Wow, that's really upsetting. (sighs) Yeah, but you have other stuff going on, too, within the church where maybe it's a a leader that, and this sounds weird, so let me get through the statement first (laughs) before you. Interject. Before you interject here. Where you have a leader, and when I say leader, that could be a pastor, that could be an elder, that could be a deacon, a worship leader, um, you know, someone like that, someone in an authority like that in the church, right, mm-hmm. that abuses someone either spiritually, mentally, or emotionally. What do I mean by that? Well, have you heard of the term, uh, like, gaslighting and that? Yeah, I've, I've... Do you know what it means? Kind of ish. It's like manipulations. This is how I've heard it kind of being used as a way to manipulate someone. Right. Um, Can you give an example of it? Of gaslighting? Yeah. I guess not off the top of my head. I forgot in which ways I've heard gaslighting being used. Um, I mean, I guess I would only given. An example of someone being manipulated, but is gaslighting, how is gaslighting separate of manipulation? Okay. So say for example, right, you said, hey, remember, uh, I'm I'm just going to use an example. Remember when we went to Grand Rapids and had that, uh, what was it, that selfie thing in that like cardboard? uh, For the cheese? Yeah, for the yeah. cheese, right? You, um, it's like it was like a piece of cardboard thing. Yeah, that was for like an Instagram, an in, like post. an Instagram frame, whatever. Yeah. And you got some cheese, right? Yeah. And you say that, and I go, "No, we never did that. Remember, instead, we were doing this." And you, and then, and I do it in such a way as to make you doubt your own memory. That's what gaslighting is. That's one of the things of gaslighting, uh-huh. where you're manipulating the other person into such a way that they are starting to doubt their own memory. That or you're withholding pieces of information, or you trivialize. Maybe it's something really important to you. Yeah. Um, your pet ferret died. I know. It, it's something really important to you, and I go, it's just a ferret, or whatever. <laughs> just, you know. No. So that could be happening. Okay. There, there's a lot of parts to <laughs> gaslighting. It's not just one little piece. Okay. Uh, but essentially, it is manipulation. It is a tactic that it can be used, right? And... 
unfortunately, people like to gaslight. I don't know why. It just seems to be a popular thing to do. If you can just tell me. See someone just start to feel miserable and not know what they even believe anymore. Right. So in Gosh. my in my example, you know, let's say it some church leader don't mm-hmm. don't care. Pick pick your church leader level that you want to to deal to deal with, right? Oh, do I have to pick one right no, now? No, oh, pick, oh, just pick, in my pick, head. Pick it in your head, right? Oh, okay. Pick right. it in your head. <laughs> you know, so you got this church leader that whoever this is, <laughs> and something happens, and whatever that happens, maybe it is important to you. Either it's a good memory or a bad memory. Let's say in this case, it's a bad memory, where you were going through something, and you went to them for counsel, whatever it is. Not, we're not going to specifics here mm-hmm. because this is a very broad brush I'm p- painting with, and I understand that at this time. And after you know, of time you get get done, you get you get through it, you all this, you know, you you think you're starting to heal, and something happens, and you talk to them again. They're like, "No, that's not what happened. Remember, you misinterpreted everything, and you thought it was your you thought it was the surprise's fault, and was really your fault, and just that." Uh, Abuse that can happen in that regard. Gosh, that it's some really gaslighting. Well, that does really screw with you, especially if you're in a vulnerable state at that mm-hmm. time. You know, especially if you're the one if you're trying to get some help. And it, we have, I and I'm saying this uh, not not even jestingly. I'm saying this full seriousness. Sometimes we have to give, you know, our leadership a little bit of grace because. To be fair, most of them are not like trained counselors and all that. Oh, right. No, not at all. So there, there, there's some leeway in there. So for those, I'm a little more whatever. But you have, like in the case of maybe in a, uh, you know, a secretary or a woman saying that she was a sexually assaulted by one of the pastors. And the pastor's like, oh, no, I would never do, you know, and just go on denying that. Yeah. That's going to be hurting for her. Oh yeah, and not only that, very he's upsetting. very upsetting. But not only that, he's lying and he's, you know, tarnishing the name of Christ in that way. Now yeah. we, as everyone else, may not know that because we don't know what actually happened. But we can see the allegation. We're like, mm-hmm. and what happens when allegations are made? People immediately take sides. Oh yeah, and <laughs> it, believe the woman, of course. Just well. <laughs> I'm kidding. <laughs> People may take sides one way or the other. They may take sides with the guy. They may take sides yeah. with her. It doesn't matter. They're going to take some sides mm-hmm. and it's going to hurt the other person. Oh, absolutely. And, and you, unfortunately, we've seen examples through history. When I say history, I'm talking like the last 20, 30 years, you know, where that's happened and people have walked away then from the church because they were hurt in either that way or something else happened that caused them to feel hurt from a leader. And I'm not saying all that hurt is like sexual assault or whatever. It could be, it could be, they could be lied to by a leader, which does happen a lot. If you're interested in, um, and if you're interested in a good, uh, series, on the fall of a church and the hurt of it afterwards. Um, looking to, it's a podcast series about Mars Hill. 
Mark Driscoll's old church. Mark Driscoll, huh? Yep. And just the everything that went on with that church and all the hurt that that caused uh, for all the members and everything. Uh, it's called the rise and fall of Mars Hill. Hmm. And it's not the longest uh, podcast because it, it obviously only has a beginning. It, it, it has a beginning and end, right? Mm-hmm. There is only thing there. I think what there was 18 years total or whatever. Okay. But wow. Okay. It's, it's a good series that goes over this. It's a good thing to go over. It's brought to you by Christianity today. And it's basically that Marsh Hill church in Seattle for a long time. I don't remember if you remember it because it, it was a really large church, but Driscoll was kind of, I guess you could say, and this is why I am still not fully on the Driscoll train now because he's now at a different church. You know, he, he was like, Oh, he can be the guy's guy. And you know, there was weird men's night and a bunch of cursing, a bunch of swearing. And he's like, Oh, it's fine. Da da da. And it's like, no, the, let's pull this back. There's some issues here going on. And, it, and I remember seeing things coming out of that church and how it was just so popular because of this. And, it just didn't seem right. Obviously, mm-hmm. I never I never got a chance to go there because right. it's out in Seattle. That would have been interesting. It's a ways away. Yeah. <laughs> just a little. <laughs> but it, it it did produce a lot of hurt there. Right. For, unfortunately, the people that were there. So if, if you're interested in stuff like that, uh, hearing that, the whole history of that, I would go listen to that podcast. I'm... Each episode is like there's some episodes that are like two hours, some episodes are 44 minutes. Oh, so, man. <laughs> you, oh man, you're 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 gonna have a lot of listening content in there. Oh, plenty, yeah. But like I said, but yes, I would definitely recommend that series in there uh, to go listen to. And it's an unfortunate thing of example of hurt coming from this collapse and it being quite honest, you know, this superstar pastor that thought he was all that and whatever you kids say these days. <laughs> I don't know. He's knees. No, I'm kidding. That's <laughs> definitely not what we say. <laughs> kids are saying these days. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and, and that could be leadership abuse sort of things. In fact, the, I just pulled up an article, uh, Mark Driscoll accused of leadership abuse at new church. You know, that's going to cause if true. And I say, if true is going to cause a lot of issues. Um, and there's going to cause a lot of hurt. It's going to cause people to leave. It's going to cause people to question the faith. It's going to cause people who maybe have given a lot of time, a lot of energy to the church to go, was this worth it? Yeah. You know? So we got that. You know, let, let's be honest here as well, but with speaking with the rest of the church in our history, and I'm treading upon this topic semi-lightly. Semi-lightly. Only semi-light. <laughs> okay. So so don't think I'm like 
shying away from it or anything or anything like that. But the the church historically has not. Well, okay, let me phrase it. Not historically, the Church of America historically, mm. because the church in other countries they're going to act different, right? But the church in America historically has not been very kind or loving towards the LGBTQIAP plus whatever they have now. I don't even know all the letters that they keep up with that. Uh, and that's why they put the plus in there. <laughs> yeah, exactly. The L plus community. Yes. <laughs> you know, we, some denominations have done a lot better than others. Let, let's give a credit with that. Some. Yeah. But traditionally we haven't been, and now I want to make myself very clear on this. Mm-hmm. I am not saying that a church denomination or a church that does well with this is a church that is affirming. In fact, I think that is actually even worse Doing than more. anything that, to affirm uh, you know, gay marriage in that. Mm-hmm. I think that's even worse. Um, but what I'm saying is we don't even love. And when I say love, I'm talking about care for that um, agape style love. I'm not saying the romantic love. I'm saying mm-hmm. the, the care for unconditional love. We don't. Mm-hmm. A lot of churches, up until recently, I would even say, haven't had any sort of love for those sort of people. They would either turn them away from like certain services. I'm not saying cer- like services like going into the church, but like if they had like a homeless shelter or they have, you know, various things like that in the past. Yeah, no, I see what you're saying. Mm-hmm. Or even, you know, because remember back, well, no, you wouldn't remember this. No. What am I talking about? <laughs> I can't remember what I did last week, Paul. <laughs> you know, the whole like age scare back in the eighties and that, that, that was all, you know, a big thing. Like they, because people didn't know really how AIDS was spreading at the time. Right. You know, they knew it was in this one population Right. Oh, you know, pretty highly. It it, it spreads yeah. to other populations, but they knew that. But they were also at the same time going, "Well, it's also these people, so uh, let's uh, kind of keep them out and excluded." Now, a lot of churches have done better in recent times, so I'll, I'll give credit to that. But there was a lot of a long for a long time where that wasn't the case, unfortunately, where anyone who was an other. And when I say an other, I mean other than your traditional American. And so that depends on what part of the country you're in. So like if you're in Pennsylvania, an other is someone with melanin like me. Yes. Yeah, I suppose. Yeah. Pennsylvania, it's like. It's pretty white. It's like Clorox bleach white out yeah. there. It's pretty white. <laughs> I mean, you have a snowstorm and you lose all the people in the <laughs> snowstorm. You're like, why are all this magic pieces of clothes walking around? Who are there? Where, why are there ghosts walking? There's ghosts all over the place. Exactly. <laughs> and, and that's an unfortunate thing that where we had that, where Christianity in the past, and, and I'm glad we got past this part where we were using the Bible for racism, essentially, too. <laughs> I'm glad yeah. we got past that. Oh, geez. But that's an unfortunate piece that we have done, unfortunately. <laughs> and this is where people go, well, then I guess you're not loving enough and you need to be in a more uh, liberal church. No, that's not 
what I'm getting at either. Uh, what I'm getting at is we actually need to be as radical as the Bible says and actually love people regardless of the fact of what happens and what they do. And and again, that agape style love where you're you're mm-hmm. loving the person, you're not necessarily endorsing what they do. No, right. I just want, I don't want to jump ahead, but when, I mean, it's, I mean, it's making me think of kind of what has been said in the, or makes me think of one spot in that book that we're going over. Um, Go ahead. Or yes, there's like the agape love and stuff like that, but there's also times where and I, I don't know. I guess why you wouldn't consider this being loving because I mean is it just hurts well i mean we're we're being truthful causes offense yes that but is difficile it difficult. is difficult it is difficult now that being said mm-hmm. there are ways to, oh, there's good there's to, ways to go about it to do it tactfully as well as not insultingly but also still be firm in what you believe right but in, to some point i mean truth is going to cause offense one way or another you don't have to be mean about it right but even being nice nicely saying something will cause an offense in somebody right it it will Mm -hmm. i'm not disagreeing that it's gonna it's gonna hurt when people hear truth when Mm -hmm. someone hears you know because you know whenever someone's told you're doing something wrong it's never a fun thing or an easy thing to accept (laughs) <laughs> yeah, and it, it instantly kind of turns you off from mm. the church as well as the Bible and Christ and that because you're like, well, but this is what I'd like. This is what I'm doing. I'm fine so far. Why would I even care about this? Why do I care about what this book says, about what this Christ says? Why mm. is this a thing that I should even consider if my life is going swimmingly so far? <laughs> you're right? Yeah. And then you get this, you know, because you get that thing told to you and you're like, well, th- this goes quite contrary. And I get it. It's not a easy conversation to have to tell anyone. I I mean, <laughs> hmm. like if you had a, a, a friend, right? And you saw they were, let, let's say they're a Christian, right? And mm-hmm. you saw they were sinning in a particular way and you went to them and you said, hey, th- th- this is wrong here, according to the Bible. I'm going to, you know, maybe need to clean this up, whatever it may mm-hmm. be. I'm not going to delve into specifics of it. Yeah. That that's one way. You know, you're being loving in that regard. You're you're being gentle, you're not being mean. However, you see that same person and you immediately instead of going to them lovingly, mm. going to them one-on-one, right. <laughs> in the middle of service you stand up. Knock it off. <laughs> no, in the middle of service you stand up and point at them and go, "I am pointing out da for doing blah." That would suck too. <laughs> I think that would be a lot worse. That would be, it would be worse doing that in public in front of everyone versus yelling at them privately. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. And unfortunately, you do have those churches where that, that does do. happen. Oh, that's a clear sign to get out. <laughs> it's, it, want to be and and we're told in the Bible when we see when a brother or sister you know, does something wrong, we're to go to them one-on-one and hope that they will come back. Yeah. And then if not, there's a process to do that where you bring up someone else and all that other stuff. You know, you try to keep that private. You try to keep that one-on-one. You try to do that 
directly because you want them to be able to turn back you, you know that it's going to sting a little bit to clean up that wound oh yeah yeah and i know both me and you have examples that we're probably thinking of of off the top of our heads that of where that has occurred in the past yeah <laughs> i love how you laugh because there's some <laughs> yeah. you know there are a couple yes yes a couple let's say a couple several <laughs> <laughs> you know and yeah it, it stings it hurts at first but mm-hmm. at the same time the goal of that is not to shame you not to make you feel rotten to the core but instead to try to bring you back restore you in Christ, I, not that I can do anything or you can yeah. do anything for me. It's just trying to lead you back to that correct path there. Mm-hmm. And I think we need to, as a church, r- remember that instead of trying to make this whole swath of, you know, uh, pronouncements about people or a group of people or a particular sin that is the problematic sin of the week. Yeah. Because sometimes as a church, we make some sins out to be way worse than others. Right. I mean, that is a a tough and annoying thing because it's like, at one, to one point, no sin is worse than the other besides blasphemy. Um, As far as like God is concerned, Bibles, like biblically concerned, but guess different sins will have different consequences here on earth Mm -hmm. per se so to some degree i understand how some are dealt with more severely but obviously should still be treated equal how do i how do you how how am i trying to say that because it's like you still love the person the same regardless it's just unfortunately some sins have harsher consequences right and you need to be more delicate with some than others i would say all sin is obviously wrong but the level of impact it might have on you you might want to deal with more immediately and seriously um as opposed to some others, because they, yeah, I, uh, the only thing, because they can have a harsher consequence if things go wrong for said person. And, and there is a difference as well of <clears throat> someone actively engaging in a sin currently, mm-hmm. whatever that may be. I'm not going to try to try to well, put put a level on it, right? Mm-hmm. You know, where they're unrepentant, actively engaged in it. That the that, that's one the, thing. Yeah, but what then? You also have the people that had been engaging Mm -hmm. they have now repented of it because you know they realize hey you know what this is wrong i'm not doing it anymore whatever Uh but now that they've repented now it's like oh and now the consequences have come whether that be a disease of some sort or you know i'm I'm thinking of um christopher yuan reading his book and you know and his thing where he you know came to you know he currently is dealing with the consequences of his sin from when he was younger you know he's mm. dealing with aids oh man you know yeah. he he lives with that now mm-hmm. you know in where you would have people in the past thankfully not anymore we've started learning finally you know science 
amazing <laughs> what understanding does for that. <laughs> Not denying it. Yeah. Thankful but for it. <laughs> we know how AIDS spreads. We know how it propagates. We know, you know, just mm-hmm. being in the same room with them, you're not going to get it. Sort of deal. Air, uh, air contagious by air. Right. So we know all these things now. Mm-hmm. So we're like, okay, fine, whatever. We're good. But, you know, back in the day, they'd be like, oh, you have AIDS. Like, well, nope, 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 nope. We're, you got to back away. Well, it's funny how, I mean, obviously that's going back. <sighs> to times that well i guess i don't know not too long ago but i mean yeah you look back on how far way back when with if anybody had any sort of sickness they're like oh outcast bye-bye yeah, well gross well back in even in like the old testament times you yeah know, if you certain things you certain were considered you were considered unclean and you were mm-hmm. outside the city walls yeah and that was to prevent that disease from spreading, spreading. Yeah. amongst the entire populace within your town walls yeah and i get that and we had that for a reason in that old part and people go well see here's why we should separate them blah 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 no we no. have we have modern yeah. medicine now we right. have we ways. can take care of things a lot better <laughs> we have things called hospitals uh-huh. where we can send our people that are sick to get better yeah i didn't really have that back then you know and and, and that's probably the best analogy i've heard about things Mm. is on you know and, and like i said it's gotten better recently but in the past the church has been one of those things of oh you're sick go away and, right and, and, yeah. and, and, and you're sick could be anything any yeah. any sin any con- yeah not- any physical consequence of sin you you look you're like you know a drug addict and they're recovering but their arms are still all scarred up and they're like we don't like how that looks don't show so, that no, you know, no 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 we don't want that <laughs> you know so that sort of thing yeah but you know they're like the, the the church is supposed to be the hospital where the sick go to get right. better. It, yeah. It's a thing where we're so concerned. About appearance. And- uh, yes, about appearance in the outward look. And we're less concerned about how the person is inside, how, the, well, how their heart is, how their soul is. What are they dedicating their lives to? We're more concerned about the fact that the person dared to wear a t-shirt to Sunday morning service instead of their suit and tie. But that's, you're supposed to wear your best, okay? Thankfully, I don't have a suit and tie. Well, you better (laughs) get one. (laughs) Like I said, I I, I remember when our church, like, it was dress shirt and khakis. On oh, Sunday morning for the worship team. Goodness. No, thank you. <laughs> and now it's... I should have never been allowed on there. <laughs> and now it's jeans and polo. Sometimes no, I, t-shirt. I, I, I wear shorts. Yeah, and you, you also wear, wear like button down and... Yeah. Oh, I don't really have any button. Oh, no, I do have some button downs. But I mean, I'll wear just a black t-shirt. Yeah. Oh, no, well, not this one. Never mind. Yeah, I wouldn't wear this shirt. Yeah, I would not recommend wearing that one. Yeah, I wouldn't get the best of looks, I suppose. But it is funny seeing that, like going to um, other, I don't know, churches this past, I don't know, however, while, well, when I was, I suppose, was seeing the younger, it being more of a younger um, worship team. And seeing how they all dress so differently, <laughs> like it's—I I mean, it 
I don't know. One person's wearing something that's like a little nicer or whatever. One guy's wearing, I don't know, the, I guess we, you'd say the hipster style and has some kind of beanie on and some other guy just has a, a cap and I don't know, there's like no like special, nice, tidy, neat dress code. They're just wearing whatever they're wearing. <laughs> and that's fine by me. Yeah. I, I mean, I don't. Yeah, I don't know. I, I I care. I would care less about a worship team all up in front with shorts and t-shirts, and I'd be like, "That's awesome. That's fine. No problems." Where it would drive me nuts is if that same worship team went to like a very let's just let's just say a very conservative church in North Dakota, where I went to once. Hmm. And I felt underdressed there in khakis and a button-down shirt. Ooh. Like, I felt like I should have been in suit, tie. Yeah, this is North Dakota? Yeah. There's fancy stuff in North Dakota? Yeah. When I was going to school in Iowa, I got pulled into doing a traveling worship team. And we ended up in North Dakota one week. Wow. Just I shouldn't say that there's anything fancy in North Dakota. Of course there is, but like I never hear. Uh, I will say North Dakota. South Dakota was probably the weirdest restaurant I've ever eaten in. South Dakota? Yeah, it was a restaurant that was like all UFO and alien themed. What? And it's like it was dark inside, but it was like you know neon lights all over, lighting oh. up the walls. And like UFOs and aliens hanging all over. It was, I don't remember the name of the restaurant. I would have loved to have gone to that. It was very weird. That sounds awesome. I want to see if I can find that. <laughs> How about you find that after we finish? No! I'm kidding. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. And it's not, I, I don't know. I'm not against like, I, I, was, I guess, yeah, it's good to. I guess dress nicely for church and stuff like that. But it's not the most important thing. No, it's not the most important thing. Cause yeah, I guess yeah, I'm indifferent because it's like I wouldn't care, yeah, how the worship team dresses or not. I guess yeah, it just comes down to the main thing that I mean, what's the what's the I guess purpose they're up there for? I mean, if they're actually worshiping, then that's what you want, I would think. Yeah, we just get so caught up in looks and looking neat. And yeah, we as a church need to stop caring so much about what is on the outside. Mm-hmm. Period. I remember when I got my first tattoo, I was actually a little concerned about how people in the church would react. <laughs> yeah, you know. I'm yeah, I'm trying to think of how how soon. How much sooner did you get yours compared to when I got mine? I can't remember. It was a couple of years. Yeah. It was a couple of years. Because I remember, yeah, I was, well, obviously I was still in youth group and I was like, oh, dude, God damn, do what? Yeah. But. Yeah, I was really good at first. And that's why I got mine where I could easily cover it up with the polo. The first one. You know, now that's not the case anymore. No, yeah. <laughs> Very visible on the forearm. There's no mm-hmm. hiding that unless I wear long sleeves. All the time. Which I'm wearing today, actually. Right. Not intentionally, just <laughs> Well, it's getting colder out, so I need some longer. Yep, I got to go into my basic 
basic Paul clothes. Yay. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, I, I remember that because, you know, there were other complaints by other members of the church when I was younger about the acoustic drums at the time being like even visible, like where oh they had to hide them behind choir pews <sighs> just to appease these people. You know, I would, I would have lost my mind. So it was very, very different. It was very different. And there are ways in which I'm glad the church has started changing and relaxing for the most part. But I'm also seeing on the flip side of this, a lot of churches have relaxed so much yeah. that they will tolerate anything that comes their way. Right. And in that case, I would argue that they're actually causing more harm than good because they're leading those people astray from mm-hmm. the truth. They're tickling their ears instead of giving them the truth, which is a little bit hard to do at times. Oh, absolutely. But regardless of what you do, but regardless of what you do, it has to be done in love. And you have to realize that everyone is not going to agree with you immediately about every single thing. There's going to be things that, you know, the Bible is going to say that our hearts, our pride, our wants, and our desires are going to say, no, oh, <laughs> I yeah. want, I want this. No. Oh, dang it. <laughs> <laughs> and it's not until we submit to Christ that we actually start doing that. But at the same time, those in leadership need to realize that if someone maybe isn't quote unquote changing fast enough, I'll, I'll put that, that's, that yeah. that's mm. not for you to then try to accelerate it to the maximum level because maybe they're going as fast as they can at that point. They need a little bit more time. They're not on your timetable. They're on their and God's timetable. Mm-hmm. As long as there is change happening maturation happening that's a good thing it may not go as fast as you want you know and i'm sure leaders sometimes get frustrated especially if they're mentoring someone and they're like why is this person continuously doing this over and over and over (laughs) will they ever learn yeah will they ever learn i wonder I don't know, Paul. <laughs> why do you say that like that? I don't know. Why do I say it like that? I don't know. You know, and, and we have to remember that, that that we can't just force that and push that through. Mm-hmm. We have to let them grow as well. And sometimes we also have to realize that, you know, God's going to take people on a journey that God will take them on, especially if they ask him to take them, take them on that, you know, so in other words, let's say, example, me and you, right? I, I'm trying to maybe instill something in you, but you, at the same time, you're asking God to be like, hey, God, show me where I need to grow and do these things. And maybe God's taking you on a whole different path than what I was trying to instill in you. And I have to go, all right, I got to step back and let God do this. Because <laughs> mm. if I try to push it, it's going to cause you frustration. It's going to cause you harm. And then ultimately, it's going to cause you hurt. And probably, yeah. And and it's not like I was trying to do it on purpose. It just unintentionally that happened. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 I, hmm. <laughs> so that is almost sometimes even a scary question to ask, though, too. <laughs> What's that? 
<laughs> asking God to lead you where he wants you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that can be a very scary question. Because mm-hmm. you might not always like where he wants you to go. And then that's where you get your chance to answer <laughs> or respond to it. Like, okay or no. Yep. And then sometimes you don't have a choice as to whether or not. I mean, looking at the whole other, uh, <laughs> I got I mean, the good old classic one with Jonah and the whale. Fair enough. You going to Nineveh one way or another, and he <laughs> whether ended up you there. like it or not. <laughs> yep. So, I mean, shoot. Be careful what you ask for it sometimes, too. <laughs> yeah. And and you got to realize at that at that point if you ask God to do that, yeah. he's he might break some things in you, some mm-hmm. habits, some sins, some things. And that's not necessarily a a hurt at that point. That's uh it's like it, it's a hurt. Yeah. But it's not a bad hurt. No. So it's God, it's yeah. like let's say you're lost in the woods, you break your arm. Yeah. A month later you finally get back to the doctors. And they're like, well, the bones already started to heal, but it's healed bad. We need to re-break it to heal it right. Yeah, That's that going to hurt quite a bit. That hurt. Yeah, that would hurt. Um, no, like, I mean, it's, it's, I mean, it's, I guess the only thing I can think of is like working out. I mean, it's going to hurt afterwards at some point for a while. Because, I mean, you're literally tearing your muscles. But, I mean, over time, they get stronger. So, I mean, he's just prepping you for what you need to be able to endure kind of thing. Yep. So. And that hurt and that pain from God, we may dislike it now, but it's ultimately going to lead for our good, for our betterment. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. It's that interpersonal pain, Mm -hmm. you know, where, you know, I keep coming back, you know, other examples, you know, I go to someone, did you know this about Aaron? Da, 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 da. You know, because that happens. People are. Oh, yeah. People. People do stupid things. No. Yes. (laughs) Very much so. Uh. You know, so there's a lot of things that we do and, and things that we don't even realize. So I guess ultimately what I'm getting at is we as a church have to be more careful about how we interact with people. And we have to realize that not everyone that's coming into the doors are necessarily going to believe what we believe, believe as strongly as we believe potentially, Mm -hmm. or they may have no idea about anything about this Jesus character that's coming into, Mm -hmm. that they're walking into. At the same time, you have no idea what they're going through. We have no idea what their lifestyle is, what their struggles are, what they're dealing with, what their pains and their burdens are. So we have to be careful. I'm not advocating for like, oh, ask your pronouns and do, Mm. you know, manage all your microaggressions. I'm not going to go that far. But what I'm saying is be kind, Mm -hmm. be loving, understand that words, even though it's from this real small muscle, this tongue, Mm -hmm. you know. The Bible says it's, it's it's a really powerful muscle because of the words can give life or give death. And that's a really powerful thing to think about, really potent thing, because those words you say can either counsel someone on the brink of suicide to continue living, or they could push them over the edge. 
those words could be the words that give a person hope to continue living and get out of an abusive relationship or give up and just stay in it and end up dead. Those words can encourage a person to pursue their dreams and become the utmost to which they were, you know, destined to be by God, or they could sit there and wail and do nothing in their basement. Hey, no. (laughs) (laughs) Those words can be words that encourage and bring hope, or they can be words that bring destruction and pain. Words have power and meaning behind them, and we need to do better as a society and as a church, especially on these things. We need to say no more. Are we going to let those who are outside of our faith circle feel like they are ostracized because they don't look like us, believe like us, or struggle like us? Because they struggle differently, look differently, have different melanin, have different language, have different whatever, does not mean that they are beyond the redemptive power of Christ nor are they beyond the reaches of love. Mm-hmm. Do you have any words to say to finish off here? Man, you just got me thinking about agape. Mm. Unconditional. Mm. Makes me think of our one conversation of, does everyone deserve love? Mm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I remember that conversation. Yeah. <laughs> I still hate that word deserve. <laughs> no. Any closing statements, Mr. Johnson? I think you just about nailed that one. All right. Well, you deserve a good week. <laughs> no. <laughs> I don't deserve nothing. <laughs> just kidding. Fair warning, I will disagree with Cooper on one point. I don't disagree with Cooper on anything. Just kidding. It's not like a disagreement where I'm like, oh, you are full of heresy and wrong. It's just like, yeah, it's kind of a weak argument.